Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 20, wherefore by their fruits you shall know them. By their fruit you shall know them. Tonight I feel led by the Spirit to speak to you about something. 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 Sometimes you expect something to bear fruit and it doesn't. It doesn't. It looks like it must bear fruit. When I meet somebody who comes from love economy, immediately in my head, I have to make a certain assumption. <laughs> you want to know what my assumption is? Oh, you are some way. <laughs> what do you think my assumption is? What? My assumption is that it's a flowing person, it's a person who's fruitful, it's a person who's doing something. I mean, I have certain assumptions when I meet somebody here. Yeah, I start chatting with you, you know, I expect that you answer. I don't expect to see any uh, hard face. At least I've not met any yet. I'm sure there are some, but I haven't met them. <laughs> they left, yes, yes. They are not here tonight, that's for sure. That's why it's for sure they are not here tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So there are certain assumptions. I also assume that they are like my church people. I assume that they like preaching. I assume that they like making noise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all part. It's all part. Hey, it's an essential part. Yeah, it's a very important part of how we are. It's a necessity. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. So these are all the assumptions. These are all the assumptions. I, are you with me? Yeah. Because that's my expectation. So when you see a certain tree, you have a certain expectation of fruit. But sometimes the fruit doesn't come. Mm. And that's why tonight I want to ask you, are you the wheat or the tares? <laughs> you see, as we are here, we can't tell the difference. We can't tell the difference at all. I was looking at some pictures of wheat and tears, and honestly, 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 same. They looked exactly the same. Are you there? Yeah. Hmm. So, we are all in the same church. We look alike. Maybe you even shout more than others. Mm. Maybe you are even more busy than other people. Yeah, because some of the tests can really grow. 
Yeah, can really grow back. I saw one of the pictures I was looking at. The tears were nicer and greener than the wheat. Yeah. Yeah. I said, wow, look at that. <laughs> Deception fully. So you can be in the church when we are shouting, hey, you are shouting more. When we say men, you say men. We say hallelujah, you are shouting hallelujah. I mean, everything some you are doing some. Yeah. You say I'm flowing. That's why you shouldn't judge. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. But there's one main difference between the wheat and the tares. What is that difference? One of them bears fruit. The other cannot. Not that it does not. It cannot. One of them has its source in God. The other has its source in the devil. Yeah. Hmm. Let's just read the scripture. I think it will help us. Hmm. Matthew 13, I'm reading from verse 24. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. So the expectations that we are sowing, we're sowing some seeds. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. And when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said to him, Sir, there is not thou so good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Will thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while you gather up the tears, you root up the wheat, root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tears, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Point number one, in every church, there are wheat and there are tears. Point number two, that wheat was brought by God, the tares were brought by the enemy. So there are people, you see, this particular message is for you to do your own introspection. Nobody can come and say it. Nobody, because we don't know. As we are sitting there, we don't know which one is the wheat and which is the tares. The resemblance is perfect, like twins. Some twins, but they don't resemble, but these ones. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you there? Now, when you sow good seed, you have every right to expect a good harvest. Isn't it? For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Okay. But Satan is malicious, and he comes in sowing tares. Tears are like weeds. They have never produced a marketable product. You can't do anything with it. So you should begin to look at yourself and wonder, am I producing anything? I've been in the church six years, ten years, twelve years. You cannot be sent. You cannot, ah, you... Uh, please bring it back. Bring the picture. Let me see. Let me see. 
wheat and tares. There's another one. You see, they are identical, but this one, you can see some small difference. Some of the pictures, you cannot even see it. You see, yeah. When the wheat ripens, it looks different. And the tares now look like immature wheat. They never mature. And it stays like that. It cannot produce any fruit. Are you in the house? So, Jesus said that when the thing was growing, the two of them grew together. So as we are here, you are also growing as the wheat is growing. And if you are a leader, you should also know that you cannot easily tell the wheat from the tares. And it's important because many times we try to assign. So you see somebody who's quiet, then we think that, oh, this person rather is unspiritual and unproductive just because the person is quiet. Do you see? And then somebody who's noisy. But noise is not a fruit. (laughs) Noise is just noise. Yeah, it's not a fruit. It's just our way of being. Yeah. Oh, Bishop, don't go there. (laughs) But I think you get the point. So sometimes we're assessing and you're using the assessment on the outside. And we need to be cautious. Hmm. Amen. Amen. It is very important for us to see that the tears were brought by the enemy. But if you try to remove them, you may spoil wheat. That's why the Lord said, just leave it. And this is the reason why we don't go about with a certain kind of judgment in the church. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say here. Because if you do, you may take out some genuine wheats. <laughs> is it wheat or say wheat? I don't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is aware that in the church there is real and there is fake. Yeah. In the church. There is real and there is fake. Let us take a look for a moment at some of the fake. If you are the type in your house, you don't pray. In your house, there are no tongues. But when you come to Charlie, we believe that Charlie, you are there. The prayer is what does it mean? You are fake. You are fake. Because in your house, it's not like that. If in your house, I mean, when you come to church, hello, Pastor. Hello, Pastor. Good evening. Pastor, please, can I bring you some water? But in your house, do I need to describe the house? I should describe the house. They can't even call you for fear of your manifestations. (laughs) For fear. For fear of your manifestations. He cannot cannot send you. Cannot send you. He cannot suggest that. No. Hey. If when you are here, when your pastor is preaching, you are giving him fans. But when the meeting is online, you are sleeping. When it's online, 
I didn't mention any name, but please, we are just we are just carrying ourselves up. Hello. Hmm. You see, have you noticed that the gospel music we have some two types in town. There's one type. It's great. It brings down the anointing. There's another type. It's just a type. It's just a type. We can't say much. It's just a type. It's just a type. And if you don't take care, you even be confused. Yeah. It's only later you said about what, 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 what was that about? What, what was that? Maybe no spirit. If, I, if the spirit was there and you bring the song, you'll go. You'll go. Yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. Are you real or are you fake? When nobody is watching, who are you? When nobody is holding you to account, who are you? When nobody is counting, who are you? Hey, bless you. If we are not going to check whether you have visited your ship or not, you won't go. Mm. It's only when you know that we are going to count. Then you go. Are you real? Or are you fake? Because we all like shiny things and glittering things. You know, beautiful. We have people out there who can create a Yes, but there's nothing. Where is the fruit? That's my only question. Where is the fruit? Hey, some time ago, a certain church was almost polarized. Yeah, the person creating the polarization had no fruit. But a lot of good words, a lot of seeming... I don't even know how to describe it. Hey, outward things. But very little, nothing inward. Please ask your neighbor, who are you? Who are you? As we are looking at you, who are you? Who are you? Really and genuinely, who are you? Hey. hey. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yay. There are people in the church, no zeal. No, nothing. Just there. It's a tear. Hey. But you look like the wheat. You look like the wheat. Today, there is for you to just ask yourself the question. And you measure yourself and see, what's my fruit? Am I genuine? Am I real? Amen? Amen. You will see a lot of Christians doing a lot of things. Just a few days ago, somebody, there was this video that went viral. They said somebody has conned people out of their money. A lady is a pastor. She said, till today, I don't understand her arrest. Till today. I don't understand. Because if you are a genuine Christian, do you go to church for money? If you are a genuine Christian, did we write Bank of Land Economy on the door? No, you people, you be land economics back. <laughs> how can it be? I mean, how can it be? Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. 
the thing is so fake and you are so fake yourself that's why you even go there who in their right mind expects that when you put something down it's 100 percent profit if your head even works if your men <laughs> and that is the thing it happens over and over and over and over same thing over and over again hey so let me ask you again are you real because a real person will immediately say ah I thought we were doing church. This thing is not, yeah, it's, it's, it's two suspects. You immediately know it's, shade, it's shaky. It's shady. Let me wait up, wait and see. What is this? You immediately just pick it up. Are you in the church? Yeah. You see, it looks as if it's nothing, new. but in case you don't know, the tears are overtaking the church. Yeah. If you look at the body of Christ, I'm talking now about the body of Christ, Jen. you see that the tears are taking over. And you see that that is why a Christian will stand there and ask whether, why are you paying a uh, tithe? You shouldn't pay a tithe. That's an unbelievers right there. I don't even know what you are doing talking. <laughs> but because you are masquerading as a believer, and because you look as though you are a, a believer, so you are saying things. But if we put you down, where is your fruit? None. That's a tear right there. Hey. Mess you. The Lord said, an enemy has done this. And we need to see that it's an enemy. And I believe that as you are building your churches, you need to look out for it. And you need to say that, Lord, lead us as we put people in places to do things. Yeah. There are times when we ask people who are tears to do things, to lead spiritual people. And it always leads to a lot of turbulence. Because the real Christians who are in it can feel the fakeness. Only that somehow they don't know how to say it at times, you know. So we need to look out for it because as you are growing the church, there are people like that. And they will come in and they know what to do, how to sound like they are pleasing you, how to... There is a, 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 a documentary which is, well, if you like such things, it's worth a watch, you know. It's not about, it's not Christian. It's just, it just makes the point about fakeness. You know, I was at a camp one time and the Lord just said, let them watch this one because I was trying to explain what it is to be fruitless, to have nothing and yet appear as if you have, you know, and this guy, he's on, you know what Tinder is? Tinder is a, a dating app. So he goes on the dating app and women will get in touch with him. And Charlie, if you want to see fakeness, the guy had exactly nothing. He has nothing. But his first date with you was the best hotel around here. In, okay, let's go to Accra. Yeah, what? Yeah, have Alisa. Alisa doesn't cut it. It's, it's a good place, but he won't take you to Alisa because he has to take you to Hilton and Kempens, Kempinski. Yeah, five star. Five star. Yeah, he has to go there. Do you see? So he invites you there. Oh, and even there, just coffee. Nothing much. You believe that the guy is loaded. You believe that he's loaded. Deception. And he creates a whole life. The person, the lady who begins the investigation after he had stolen her money, you know. Oh, he took her there. I mean, next day he says he's going somewhere, somewhere. Invites her on his private jet. Her friends and believer friends were even asking her, that, do you even know this guy? And she goes. Eventually, after a while, he starts to borrow money. And the money is borrowed in a way you can't see. Hey, Mabel, Pastor Mabel. 
He borrows until he has borrowed hundred thousand. The girl says, "I'm dead." And so she, 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 you know, he says, "Oh, <clears throat> I told you they froze my, my account because of this, but they've released it now." The next day, she goes to her account. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars is lying there. You get the point. So it's like, oh, and yeah, oh. But you see, what I'm saying is that the guy did not own a pin. Pin, pin. A pin he didn't have. You see, the fakeness was total and complete. And yet, he had not lady, ladies. Ah, uh, please, 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 please. I mean, numbers. So many of them. You see, but it is because it is because there's no ability to recognize the fake. And I'm saying this because people in church are like that. Mm. Mm. Are you there? Yeah. yeah. So you see that somebody who comes to the church, he appears to have the trappings of wealth. Do you know what the trappings of wealth are? Prodigal son, when he came, they gave him purple coats. Then they gave him slippers. Then they gave him ring. Then they killed the fatted calf. It's trappings of trappings of wealth. When the big brother came and he was complaining, then the father said, Oh, my friend, look, everything's for you, eh? Even the coat he's wearing is for you. <laughs> the, the slippers he has right is for you. Even the ring, right? We have just borrowed it to him. Everything that I have, everything is for you. Yeah. But he had the trappings. Yeah. So if any friends of his were coming to the house, they would have said that, oh, Charlie, the guy has been reinstated. Yeah. He has chopped some of the things, but he will by all means get some of the inheritance. Again, he has nothing. One couple of crowns not for him. Yeah. And the father's words proved it. He said, all that I have is yours. It's yours. Church, let us stop being, being moved by the so-called wealthy. I came to tell you, most of them, that wealth is hollow. It's death. It's loans. It's fake. Trappings hey. of wealth. Come to church. Bone straight hair, 3,000 cities. Matching shoes. Matching bag. Yeah, when you go and borrow money, spending 3,000 is not hard. Yeah. When you are broken your back to end, do you think it's born straight hair that you are going to be buying? What you talking? What you talking? You don't have a house yet. You are straightening your hair. Please let us crumple the hair and go and build something that will stand. But are you understanding what I'm saying? It even enters into the pastoral realm. Yeah. Person comes. He has big talk. He has a lot of Big shortism. I mean, when he's when he enters the door, you know that's all forever. Mercy. Hey. Please, oh. Then he comes, and then he comes to prophesy that you should leave your father and come. And you also go. Your wisdom is small. That prophecy alone should have made you say, hey, my friend, where are you from? Hey, Charlie. Are you in the church? And I believe that as we are moving ahead and trying to grow our churches, our eyes have to be open. Yeah. I had an episode like that. By the time I was away, the hearts of people in my church had been been stolen. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
it was a very wild something. But for the grace of God, it was, you know, sometimes something happens and it unravels. I didn't know. Now I'm busy doing my own thing. By the time I was aware, Charlie, pastors who should be visiting sheep were going and clustering around the honeypot. I remember I asked the pastor, I said, tell me, how many of your sheep have you visited this number of times before you have time to be going around a person you think is rich? Tell <clears throat> anybody, you cannot be angry. I'm not calling your name. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You see, so you should be careful. You should be careful about people who will not go and do the outreach, but will come and draw the sheep when we come to church. Is it your sheep? Hey, is it your sheep? I remember one time I warned a certain guy, I said, don't come to my church and start to solve people's problems here. Solve it in your church. No need fruit to sow. Hey! Are you there? So Jesus said, let both grow together until the harvest. Are you there? Leave them. So you are not going to attack the person. You are not going to sack them. Just leave them. Just leave them there. A time will come when it's now time to do a reckoning. Where is your fruit? Where is your fruit? And that is when the Lord will now come and ask, why come breath thee the ground? Give me my scripture, please. Are you there? Hey. That's why I believe personally that was the problem of this fig tree. <laughs> Isn't it verse 6? Go up. Yeah. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. So as far as Jesus was concerned, as I have come, there should be fruit. But he found none. Then said he to the dresser of this vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree. Every year the Lord comes here. Comes to check your fruit. When I was telling you, you should tell your neighbor how many fruits you had. You are looking at me with sleepy eyes. Okay. <laughs> and find none. Cut it down. This is my favorite sentence. Why come breath in the ground? You are taking space. You are occupying space. Yeah. As far as the Lord is concerned, if you are in the church and you won't bear fruit, you are occupying space. I don't think I want to go deeper. <laughs> hey. because it's very wild though. It's very wild. As far as he's concerned. Then the person who was tending said, please, allow. Allow. Let's do a little camp. Let's do a little something. Let's fertilize it again. And if after that, next year, fruitfulness conference, you might say, if next year when we come, then it's the same. Then we'll bring it down. But I want you to see that it's very, very, very important that you are either a sheep or a shepherd. Or most of us are both. Because even as a shepherd, you are somebody's sheep. Please tell your neighbor whose sheep you are. Some of you small posts they have given you no, you are nobody's sheep again. <laughs> small posts that you have got. Small posts. Wow. This is what? Original shepherd. 
Hallelujah. And you must always know that something is required of you. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. From today, I pray that God will open your eyes. Can we pray for five minutes? Just rise to your feet and, and just, just begin to talk to the Lord. Just start talking to him. Start talking to him. Start talking to him. I want you to ask him the question, Lord, which one am I? Wheat or tears? Wheat or tears? Lord, am I bearing fruit? Am I bearing proper fruit or, or what I'm doing is pseudo fruits? What exactly, Lord? Lord, have mercy on me. I didn't realize it. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me. Help me to be fruitful, O oh God. Help me to be fruitful. Oh, yes. Pray also for your church that though the tears are there, they will not overtake the wheat. They will not become more than the wheat. Because when it's like that, they disturb how the wheat grow. Pray for your church as well. Pray, pray, pray. Sometimes as a shepherd, you don't like the activities that bring the sheep, that bring fruit. Talk to the Lord about it now. Talk to him about it. Talk to him about it now. Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F O L C I E D S. God richly bless you.